Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to our third show on Reach for Hope, where there's always hope. I'm Melissa Anderson and with me today, my guest is Claudine Descala. She is a volunteer of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and also a member of the Reach for Hope Coalition. So welcome to you and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know already out there, what is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and what does the organization attempt to do? The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention was founded in 1987 by a few families who had lost someone to suicide. They got together and they noticed that in the preceding decades, the suicide rates among youth had jumped dramatically. For young males, it had tripled, and for um, young females, it had doubled. So currently, suicide is the third leading cause among our youth of death. So they got together with scientists and clinicians, and they formed the first national nonprofit organization that's dedicated to understanding and preventing suicide through uh, research, education, and advocacy. They have 50 chapters, um, so in every state, and they've connected tens of thousands of people who've lost people to suicide. Um, they've put uh, thousands of individuals um, in touch with the resources that they need. Um, they've reached out to those who are at risk and those who support them. Um, they uh, lobby, they work on legislation, and they fundraise. So knowing that uh, what we've learned who who are we trying to help then you talked about teens and yeah there's really um i guess two groups of people um one is helping those um who have lost someone to suicide and then those that are at, that are at risk so if you go to afsp.org um, right there on the first page you're going to see some categories that you can click on um, there's i'm having thoughts of suicide I've survived an attempt, I've lost someone, and I'm worried about someone. And then there's also um, links for treatment and support groups. Right, so what prompted you to become a volunteer for the FSP and, and um, how long have you been doing it? Um, well, during my high school and college years, I had a boyfriend who died by suicide. So he had what's now recognized as early childhood trauma and he struggled with that. Um, his first attempt came after we broke up the first time. He, uh, he cut his wrists. He later said it wasn't working fast enough. So um, he took pills mm. and he ended up in the hospital. And uh, he was diagnosed at that time with manic depression, which is the phrase they used for bipolar. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, looking back, I'm not, I'm not even sure if that diagnosis was accurate or not, but I ended up on the roller coaster ride of emotions, you know, right with him, which so many people do who are helping people in that situation. So his second attempt came um, after he thought he was losing me again, and that attempt was right in front of me. 
So, you know, we had an on again, off again relationship for years. And at the time that he died, we had had an argument. We weren't talking. Um, it was the longest we had ever gone without communication and he spiraled and he ended his life with a gun and he was 19. Wow. So this was high school and college for me. I won't date myself, but that was a long time ago. And yeah. you know, they, you didn't talk about it then. There right. wasn't as much known about it. Um, it was kind of taboo. There was a lot of stigma if someone killed themselves. Um, so people didn't really know what to say or how to help. And that's why I get involved with these organizations now is because there's so much available that you just want to get it out to people. You want them to know. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD at the time. I had counseling. There were support groups, but... It didn't, it didn't really help. Um, unlike so many other survivors of suicide loss, the loss coupled with the grief and the shame and the guilt and everything that goes along with it, I found myself in the same position he had been in. Mm. That I had so much pain, I just wanted to stop and I couldn't get it to stop and there wasn't the help to help me get it to stop. So then after that, I understand that you started out, um, uh, you know, reaching to try to find that help, but you started something called Healing Conversations Program. How did this help you? How did you get there? Um, well, I just started looking for ways to help other people um, not go through the same thing I had gone through. And and now, um, you know, thanks to the AFSP, which they've been building themselves up for years and years there's so many resources if you ever see statistics on suicide it's very likely that it's coming from them and all the research that they do and i felt the best way for me to help someone is is their healing conversations program which is through the afsp um, it's a survivor outreach program so it gives those who have lost someone an opportunity to connect and talk with volunteers like myself we're not doctors we're not clinicians um, we're just survivors with lived experience and um, it, you know we can help guide you help you through all the things that you may be feeling um, in the weeks and months and years that come. So if you go to AFSP.org, mm -hmm. you will see Healing Conversations. You can click on that and request a contact. And it's a, a very brief form to fill out. And what they will do is they will try to pair you or match you with a survivor with a similar story and someone in your area. And then um, it's up to you if you'd like a phone call or maybe a FaceTime or in person, and we will come out and we'll talk with you. That's great. So did you receive mm -hmm. some help, not to backtrack much, but I kind of cut you off there. Mm -hmm. Did you receive the help that you needed through AFSP or do you still struggle with, with these issues? Um, I did receive you know, the help that I needed, but I think it's an ongoing struggle for everyone. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, when you come in, um, in community with people who have been through the same thing, whether it's suicide or anything, um, it's really, it's where the healing happens because you need those people who know what you're talking about and what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Now, I also understand you have a suicide survivor bereavement group that you attend, and I think that's here in St. George. What do you talk about in those meetings? 
Um, yes, it's locally. I co-facilitate it, and it's called Suicide Loss Support Group. It meets every third Thursday of the month in town. So we just start by going around, introducing ourselves, who we are, why we're there. And um, you don't have to talk if you don't want to. There's absolutely no pressure. You can just come and listen. Um, and, and if you do want to talk, you know, a lot of times people are just bringing up their daily, day-to-day, whatever they're struggling with and sharing their experiences. Um, you know, we know now that suicide is complicated mm-hmm. and grieving a suicide is complicated. It's really, um, it's messy. It's unlike grieving any other type of death. Um, you know, the guilt can be very heavy mm-hmm. and very long lasting because, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone who's taken their own life, you know, be it a parent, or a sibling or a partner or a friend you know the very nature of being in relationship with someone is your connection with them Mm -hmm. and you know it's the nature of love you bond you connect you get entangled with each other's you know in in with your life so sometimes the line between you and them becomes blurred Mm -hmm. um and so if one of us decides to take their own life, you tend to feel inextricably involved with that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, Could so, have done more. Yeah, have done more. yeah, yeah. We're, you're really on the front lines with them, so to speak. And um, you feel more than anyone else that either you're the reason, you're the cause, or at the very, very least, you feel like you were the fail-safe that failed. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and even the best-intentioned people in your life might say, no, no, this wasn't your fault. You couldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. This was going to happen no matter what. And I always say, time out. This is not <laughs> this is not what you want to say. So that's why I feel like it's so important to speak with people who have been there and who know. And that that's why I like the Healing Conversations program. That sounds like a great program. So mm-hmm. do we have a local support group for those who might be mm-hmm. struggling then or who have attempted? Um, there are some resources. If you... Um, uh, if you were to go to AFSP.org, mm-hmm. um, you can be connected in, you know, in your local area with any kind of group related to that that you're looking for. Um, I know just locally there's um, something called mel- mental wellness support, um, and that's for youth, 20, uh, 14 to 21. Um, And that's local in town also. That's for anyone dealing with uh, depression, suicidal thoughts, or anxiety. It's targeting the youth. um, So that's in town. Yeah. Um, And there's also another um, group called Life Launch. Life Launch Centers.org, I think, is is what it is. Um, And they focus on the youth, too. That's my interest more than anything else. Yeah. Um, And they have some great, great programs there good information to know now if someone is having thoughts of suicide um, we'd like you to listen to a message that was put out by the reach for hope coalition on radio stations and spotify let's listen hi i'm keisha a member of the reach for hope suicide prevention coalition did you know that having an open and honest conversation could save a life asking someone directly if they're thinking about suicide often brings relief and helps ease their pain if you think someone is having thoughts of suicide assume you are the only one who will reach out If you or anyone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or text BRAVE to 741-741. Click here for more information. 
So as we heard there, you know, there is there is help out there and you do need to be able to ask those questions. Um, do you have any thoughts on on after you heard that with that? With, if the, is that the right thing to be asking, you know, reaching out? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and that's that's there's two reasons why I really love um, the Healing Conversations program. One is that you, you can't always talk to everyone about this. Um, so sharing with the right people is important. There are some people who have great support systems around them. And there are others that, that don't. Um, so, you know, you can start to feel like a burden. Um, you don't want to put your problems on someone else. So, um, you know, to, to, you need people who have been there who you can feel safe enough to Trust. say yeah. some of these things that might be a little hard to say. Mm -hmm. And if you can sort of say it and let it hit the air, you know, you'd be surprised at what people who've already been there, maybe further along um, on the path can, can share with you. Um, and it's, you know, and I say that not to place blame on anyone, but, um, you know, the point is that the reality of the situation is you just sometimes need just people who've been there yeah, to, to go and talk to you about all that. Probably feel um, like you trust them more. Um, yeah. I understand that November 21st coming up is mm -hmm. the International Survivors Day event. What is that about? And International Survivor Loss Day, I guess. Yes, it is. It's coming up Saturday, November 21st. Um, it is an international event where survivors of suicide um, loss come together in over 360 gatherings across the world. Um, and it's a great place to come and find connection and understanding and hope and healing um, through the shared experience of everyone else. This year, it will be virtual. Um, so in Utah, it will be uh, not this Saturday, next Saturday, start at 11 a.m. online. Um, make sure you register ahead of time so that day you can just jump on there. It doesn't cost anything. So when you go on, um, there'll be a, a welcome message. And every year the AFSP um, puts together a survivor film. Um, and usually it's got some really inspiring stories and it talks about growth and resilience and healing and, and you'll, you'll hear things that you can connect with. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also have a remembrance film, which you can contribute to a photo of your loved one. Of course, ahead of time, you need to do that. Um, and then there'll be um, group discussions, opportunities for, to break up into group discussions. And again, you don't have to talk. Right. You can just listen. Right. Um, for me, as a Healing Conversations uh, volunteer, I'm going to have um, a ba the, the Zoom background that says that. All of us who are Healing Conversations um, volunteers will have it behind us so you could see right away. And even if you need to talk right then and there, you know, we'll break off and talk to you. Right. Um, and so there'll be a few speakers. It's really a great event. Um, right. And you come away just feeling like you're not alone and you've got a community of people to support you. And we, and we touched on that earlier. You aren't alone in this. Um, this has been a really tough year and we might feel like we're alone, but we're, we've been all in this together with the COVID-19 and the elections, not knowing what's happening in the future. Um, what would you tell someone who is struggling during this time right now? Um, I would say protect your mental health in whatever ways are right for you. Um, you know, unplug from things and people that 
may be stressful for you as much as you can. You know, you can't always do that, but try try to do that and maybe focus your energy on something that you really love, something that lights you up. Take some time to do that. Um, Reach for Hope has some good resources on that, and the AFSP um, also has specific resources for COVID and the, the current stressors that we're all under, you know, self-care type tips, videos, um, articles. There's there's even um, a virtual 30-minute program that you can register for, again, just free, um, with just mental about mental health and self-care mm-hmm. tips. How to take care of yourself. Yeah. We've talked about that in previous programs. Um, we have an ad that was produced by Reach for Hope talking about that, um, talking about prevention. Let's take a listen to that. And although things might be hard right now, things will get better. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or text BRAVE to 741-741. Click now to learn how you can help save a life or visit our website at reachforhopeutah.org. That's REACH, the number four, hopeutah.org. Now, hopefully people will do that, but a lot of people don't. What kind, uh, what do you think people who are struggling with suicidal thoughts need to know in order to hang on? You know, you talk about prevention, you talk about reaching out, but a lot of times you don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to go isolate yourself and crawl in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, if you're the one struggling, I'd say two things. One, you're, you, you may feel like you're alone and you may feel like no one cares, but I guarantee you that there are people who care and there are people who will mourn you in more ways than y- you could even imagine right now. And the other thing I would say is be honest with yourself about it. Um, you know, don't just push it to the side because maybe some of your feelings may have been minimized with your struggle. Um, try to just to pay attention to yourself um, and ask yourself, what is it I really need right now, and 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 who could I who could I get it from? Because um, we all struggle, you know. Don't be fooled. Some of us just hide it better than others, <laughs> and you know, um, you're not weak. You're human. Right. And this is this is what happens. We all we all, you know, right. It's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to take a mental health day. I mean, we take sick days when we have something physically wrong or we do something, but mm-hmm. we need to take a mental health day every once in a while and just know that we're like you said, we're human. Yeah. And and emotion emotional stress can be even worse sometimes than a physical broken arm or a broken leg. So we need yeah. to treat that just as as yes. we do a, a physical problem. Exactly, and I, I said that same thing. It really needs to be, mental health needs to be normalized and the stigma needs to lift. And I think groups like Reach for Hope and the AFSP are doing so much to educate people about that. Um, if right. you are struggling with something, it should be as natural to you to call for help or um, see a therapist or whatever it is you need to do. It should be as normal as you broke your arm and you're going to the ER. Right. What other resources are out there to help uh, people besides the, the website, you know, that we've talked about, the Reach for Hope website and FSP and Suicide Prevention Lifeline? Um, there are a 
boatload of <laughs> online groups um, where you can uh, chat and connect. Um, and, and, you know, it's sort of the nature of the way things are done now, and especially with COVID, it's even more important. Um, you know, the one that I really like is called Alliance of Hope. Um, and this is um, just an online group run by a clinician who lost someone to suicide. And once you're in there, you will see different categories. If you lost a spouse, if you lost a child, if you lost a sibling, um, they have a veterans area that you can go in, uh, first responders, military, um, murder-suicide. Like, there's a lot of categories there that you can um, connect with people. And um, it's, it's really a great thing. Like, for example, I've seen people who are on there saying the anniversary of my husband's suicide is coming or a birthday is coming or a holiday. Something's coming, and I just don't know how I'm going to handle it. And I have seen them stay on that site all night with a caring community of people who are talking to them just throughout the night. So it's really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, there is help out there, and that's that's the thing. Um, we we do struggle with different things. Some some of the reasons that we might struggle might be financial. They might be just stressful due to work. Tell us some other ideas, thoughts you might have about what do we struggle with, and and, and are we struggling with ourselves? Mm -hmm. um, or who are we having this fight with? <laughs> Obviously, it's ourselves. I think it's ourselves. I think it's, you know, external as well. Um, you know, suicide is complicated. You hear that over and over. It's rarely one cause. It's usually a buildup. Um, and it's great that the suicide crisis hotlines are out there, but sometimes you're not in crisis, and sometimes that's not what you need. Um, so, for example, in my situation with my boyfriend, you know, when you see the bigger picture, which is another thing that helps when you connect with people, they help you who, who people who are further down the path can help you see this bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So it, for example, in my situation, it was a combination of genetics, which we know now for him was genetics, um, early childhood trauma. He had a lack of support and a lack of professional services. Um, and then self-medicating drug use became part of that picture. Mm -hmm. And then a triggering event mm -hmm. from which he thought there was just no coming back from. And then he lost all hope. So there's a, a lot of things that can contribute. This is why the name of our program is Reach for Hope. Um, it, what kind of final thoughts would you like to leave um, people with here you know, on the program that might be listening? I would say that um, when someone is struggling, I think it's up to all of us to notice and connect with them and to educate ourselves um, on how to provide services and assistance and resources to them. Um, to me, it's all about connection. And that's the number one point that I'm trying to make today is to, to come together in community because that's where healing happens. And, and reach out. And that's what our, our coalition is about, Reach for Hope. If mm -hmm. you haven't heard about it, please go to our website because that it's really, it's as simple as going on and finding resources and help as mm -hmm. the same as ASFP. So thank you so much, Claudine, for all your support, sharing your story, 
with us because that I'm sure that took a lot to do that, you know, yeah. and we all have our own stories and our own successes and failures in life. But we just need to remember that tomorrow's another day. And yep. if we can get through this day, we can go to sleep, wake up and maybe things will be better. And you never know what's around the corner. We don't. We really don't mm -hmm. know. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for your time and your efforts and everything that you do. And and uh, and, and and as she said, if you if you need some help, just uh, reach out for that help. And for more information, you can visit us at our at our website at reachforhopeutah.org. We're also on Facebook. And uh, you listen for our ads on the radio as well. And, um, you know, again, if you or someone you know is struggling, uh, reach out for help because there's always hope. So thank you for watching and, and listening, um, vodcast, podcast. And thank you again, Claudine Descala, for all of, all of what you do. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we hope you have a great day. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope.